The Process, a podcast about creativity and experimental music. In the world of experimental music, outcomes and accolades for creators can be uncertain and at times seem far and few between. Therefore, creators and practitioners of experimental music must embrace the one thing they will always have complete control over, the process. This podcast aims to understand this creative process by listening to new works and discussing them with their creators. Each episode focuses on one creator and their music. Understanding how and why they create can inform aspiring creatives and help audiences better understand and navigate experimental music. I'm Dr. Doug Bielmeyer, and I'll be your host as we explore the world of experimental music, creativity, and the human need to find purpose in their world and lives. This is The Process. Welcome to The Process. Today we'll be talking with William Soul, uh, a.k.a. Prana Crafter. Uh, he writes under that moniker. Describing his music, it's experimental, it's folk, it's jazz, it's improvisational. But at the end of the day, I think what sort of sets it apart maybe from some of the other uh, music creators and composers and improvisers and musicians that we've had on the podcast is the fact that recording is so integral to the creative process for him. And this is something I definitely identified with as someone who is a recording and mixing engineer as well as a composer and music creator and musician. I often am part of the sort of production aspect or the post-production aspect of any recording of my work. So I'm not only writing the piece and creating it, but I'm also either mixing or even sometimes finalizing uh, the recording of that work. So one of the things uh, that I'm currently doing, I'm currently working on the next album and I'm just going through take after take of uh, different pieces. Uh, I've recorded with a lot of great groups uh, over the summer and um, their performances have been fantastic. And it's it's not that I'm sorting through like takes of mistakes, um, but I'm trying to find the take. And for anybody who's gone through the recording process before um, or have had their music recorded who's listening can probably identify with me on this, of this idea of the take. And what makes the take, you know, what is it? Is it that sort of Quinta Astina? Is it a a level thing? Is it a technical thing? Is it a performance thing? Well, I think it's all those things sort of in combination. But one of the things that Will hits on uh, as he's talking about how he makes his uh, how he makes his music, there's this inherent excitement in the early stages of the creative process or at the beginning or in that moment when you realize, hey, this could be a good thing. This could be um, the thing. So Will explains how these moments or that moment is a great one to capture throughout the recording process. So on today's episode, we listen to a piece from his Bodachita's Choice album called Crystal Sky Wooden Cloud. And we talk a lot about how throughout the creation of this song and the experimentation and the process of this song, he was really trying to record and capture or use the recording to capture that excitement of 
the creative process or that excitement of discovery. Without further ado, let's take a listen to Crystal Sky, Wooden Cloud, and learn a little bit more about William Soul, a.k.a. Piranha Crafter. Soul, who records and performs under the name Prana Crafter, is a forest dweller and musician with a passion for sonic experiences and the intersection between music and consciousness. William has a PhD in psychology and a master's degree in social work, with current day-night jobs being a combination of teaching on the topic of integral psychology at the California Institute of Integral Studies and conducting psychotherapy with predominantly children and adolescents. William often utilizes music and expressive creativity in these sessions. As Piranha Crafter, William has released 10 albums as well as contributing to over a dozen compilations. All albums consist of a large portion of the material being improvised in addition to the use of experimental recording and performance techniques. William highly values creative collaboration and has done musical visual art collaborations with artists including Thomas Bogaert, Aubrey Nering, and Richard Bolas. On today's episode, we listen to Crystal Sky, Wooden Cloud from Prana Crafter's Bodachita's Choice album released on Beyond, Beyond is Beyond Records. I definitely am of that style where whenever I start something, it's always going to be somewhat spontaneous at first. Like that's just my comfort place is to put it on the, put the paint on the paper like first and then Mm -hmm. go from there. Even if I have some type of like schema in mind, like in a general way, Mm -hmm. I still am always going to just my personality. I'm always going to start off with that, like Mm -hmm. just go mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, yeah, the first thing is always going to be trying to get that first sound out mm-hmm. you know that's gonna be the first step is get that out first you know we talked to uh, forbes graham on the show mm-hmm. and he talked about extensively like creating this fi- like definite form first mm-hmm. before he mm-hmm. even put a note on the page yeah. before he did anything so he knew kind of how long it was going to be and what the what the building as it were yeah. was going to look like but you're saying you're kind of opposite, maybe probably. the opposite of that yeah yeah, yeah. i'd say probably yeah. on that spectrum 
I would be mm-hmm. like, because I think it's all, it's this spectrum where like, unless you're totally just like, you know, grab the thing and just, bleh, just start right mm-hmm. then, there's going to be a little bit of like, kind of like, maybe I'm, I'm at least going to like know like where in general is my hand first going to go, even if it's that simple. Sure. But I, yeah, I would never, for me personally, it's never this cognitive like process where I'm shaping it first. Like at the very most, it would be like more of um, like maybe more of like a mood type of thing. But even then, yeah. like I pretty much, yeah, I would be kind of the opposite. It's like a hundred percent start with whatever happens and like figure yeah. it out. So, so that's great. So it's this spontaneous thing. It's this thing that happens when you're either motivated, like you said, mm-hmm. from an internal, like, yeah. you know, desire to create or a deadline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Hey man, we need the parts yep. by, you know? Yeah. So where do you go first then when you get that impulse or you get that deadline, mm-hmm. wh- what do you reach for? Do you reach for pen and paper? Do you reach for the guitar? Good. Where, where usually guitar. Go? Yeah. Usually I'm going to yep. reach for the guitar just because I think that was my first, you know, I played some different instruments, but that was what I, my first love, like, you know, yeah. at like 12 years old being like, oh, guitar, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just the thing that is the most, like, it's the thing that I can turn off. It was just kind of weird because even though, like, the more information you have about how to procedurally do something, the harder it can be to get out of the way. Yeah. But I think yeah. because if you've been playing something long enough, so I'm like 30, almost 40, started playing yeah. like every day for hours when I was like 12. So I think yeah. if you play something long enough, maybe there's a little bit of a, of, of a, difference there where you, you then can turn off like super easily because your hands, you know, they just, they can, they can explore without you needing to think about it, you know, consciously. Yeah. You know, I think for our generation, I think guitar was kind of like the gateway instrument mm, yeah. to music, you know, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And after that it was all downhill, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but that, that tended to be, and I remember as a young, you know, person learning the guitar, I was like, I can't wait for the time when I'm no longer thinking about mm-hmm. fingering. I'm Heck no yeah. longer thinking about the yep. technical process and I can just like yep. create what I'm hearing. Exactly. Yeah, when you, yep, exactly. And so I think because of that, I go to that for, but if it's something else, which is one of the other cogitations you have on there, which I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily single out, but the one about me, mm-hmm. creative medium. And so I'm mm-hmm. of that, of that style too, where I figure like mm-hmm. any, I can't play a bunch of instruments really well, but if you put me in front of something that makes a sound, I am yep. certainly going to be able to start doing something, you know, right. unless it's like really technical right. with like a Boeing sure. thing I can't do or some type of. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or, yeah, or you need like 10 years of experience yeah, exactly. on how to, to play make, the violin. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, so I think I, I, I go for the guitar because it's, it's for me, it's the easiest way for me to get like that sense of agency out of the way. And because I want to start with something that feels a little bit uh, separated from me, like it's something that I'm seeing that I can then work with. So I think yeah. guitar, I'm, I can do that easier. But it depend, any instrument I go to, I'm going to basically, mm-hmm. and probably the, the least less skill I have at an instrument, the more, yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, just start exploring it, you know, and to try to turn that mm-hmm. exploration into, into something. So where do we go next then? So you have this idea, you've kind of worked through it on the guitar. Do you turn to a DAW and record it? Mm-hmm. Do you get other people involved? Like mm-hmm. what's sort of the next step in the creative process? Yeah, so I'd say um, I'd first need to try to get that thing out and then kind of just like get into that listening mode where I'm just trying to like, you know, let the hands do what they're doing. Listen, And then I'm like kind of listening to it more so than like actively trying to do it and then I'm just like kind of waiting for whatever catches me and like going to that and, there, and I know you know that there's that point when suddenly something coalesces and suddenly like oh there's the pattern oh there's yeah. the structure yeah. 
that yeah. so I just love that process to me is like my favorite part is watching the structure come out of some type of chaos, even if it's not like crazy chaos, but the chaos of I don't know what this where this is going. So it's just yeah. going to go. And then so I wait, hear that pattern. So once usually I get that, that's usually kind of kind of like where Forrest was talking about getting that thing worked out ahead of time. I pretty yeah. much kind of in that moment when I then hear that form emerge, I usually have something snap on. I'm like, so then my brain does kind of go what he's talking about. Okay, wait a minute. I, okay, I, I see this is interesting. Oh, this is going to, so there is this kind of like two part process going where your hands are just still going, but you are then like catching something going, Oh, I, I foresee, I foresee what this may be, what kinds and like very vaguely, but I foresee that this is something that can be something, you know? Yeah. I think it's interesting you said about enjoyment too, like, mm -hmm. you know, enjoying different parts of the process, right? Yeah. So from like, some people just love the, to be inspired yeah, and they, and they hate doing everything yeah. else. <laughs> uh, some people love that, like that moment when you're like, I've got this idea, yeah, right? And other people, I'm a big person. I love like having just this mess and then putting it yes. all together, like yeah. finding a structure for it. Yeah. So how do we get from the inspiration the sort of the uh, aha, I have an idea to structuring. How do we get yeah. to that sort of end recording? Just as soon as close to I, as I can to the point in which I first have noticed that it's happened. And then I like it. Like what you were saying, mm -hmm. once I, I took this mess yeah. of what was coming out and once it's something, I try to immediately get it recorded. Because yeah. just my experience over time and it's still like, like if I'm it's learning like real. a cover song or something, that first time you get it right it's like so amazing like, I'm, oh, that was so and then every time after that it's big it's just great quality no and it's like so i definitely try to get like there right away and like get yeah. that onto the daw like right away whatever the yeah. core like piece of that is and then like that's and that kind of leads into my process in general is start with one piece of something that i think is really like magical to me whether it's the rhythm whether it's this little pattern get that recorded and then just like i was saying get the paint on the paper that's the it's on the paper then and then i can just build on it so then for me it's just a lot of improvised list then getting it down listening and then usually just improvising layer after layer to figure you know until i hit some saturation when i'm like okay that's that's just that's just what i want it to be at that point you know it's interesting i work with a lot of young songwriters and they'll bring in the demo mm -hmm. and it'll be this amazing vocal performance yeah, that yeah. It, like has so much emotion. Yep. It's like that 2 a.m. recording. It's just yep. like, and it, but there's technical problems. Yeah. So then they'll come oh, into God. the studio and use the nice mics yeah. and record it. No. But for some reason it feels flat and mm -hmm. they, they don't understand that. They're like, why, why is yeah. that? And I, I think it goes to what you're talking about that, like magic mm -hmm. when you yourself are excited about it. Yeah. You can hear that. I think in the it's a, that what you're saying, it's interesting from here. You say that, cause that is like mm -hmm. story of my life when it comes to recording, yeah. which is why I try to record most things myself is because like, if I go to like where I live, there's only like one kind of studio that is like accessible to me. And I've done some stuff there cause he has better mics than me and stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I would go basically only want to go there for singing because it's like the other things I'm like, no, I want to be able to do that in my closet. Like the, until this, the vibe is just right on my guitar or whatever. Sure. But with, sure. So I'd go there for the mics, but then I'd always have the issue you're saying, which is that if I recorded like on my phone, it was better than what the performance I could get out. And it just kills me to the point yeah. that I'm, but I, yeah, that I'm like, what can I do? Like the only option would be, and even if you're doing it yourself, sometimes it's like you're sitting on your bed at like 2 a.m. is when it sounds right. right. And the second you right. grab the recorder and hit record, it's almost like observer effect and like physics. It's like you've killed something. Like I really believe that that happens sometimes too with, um, 
yeah, and I don't know how much of that is just the difference between hearing it and then recording it. But I, I don't know if you've had that, but once you hit that record button, sometimes it's like mojo is just drained as soon as you yeah, hit it. You know, you know, we often call it like the red light okay. syndrome, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and yeah. that's not something referring to something else. Yeah, that's, I know what you're that's, uh, recording, but and it's it's a it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, a singer, a fantastic singer that sings on stage and is just amazing, gets into that booth, yeah. and all of a sudden now this is the recording that is going to be the take that everyone's going to hear mm-hmm. from now till the end of time. Yeah. And the second a singer realizes yeah, it's that, over. like it's over. it's over, it's over. It's like your throat it's closes over. up and you're breathing yeah. more shallow. Yeah. Like lip physically, I'm yeah. sure that there's like, yeah. that there's things that we're not noticing Absolutely. like hyperventilating, but I'm sure that things are, are yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, so because of that, like I, I try to get to that first thing down immediately. And then there's this more longer process of listening really carefully to all the little nuances and be like, oh, should I pull that down? So this is this. So I'm not one of those people. It's like it's got to be the way it came out of me, like for it to be legit. But I I feel that that's the magic. So for this one, it was rhythm. It was just like starting with this rhythm. I was like, oh, I really like this rhythm. I recorded right from the beginning, like one whole track that was basically the rhythm all the way up into the point in like the middle where the song kind of falls apart. It was like a part in the middle where it pretty much clearly like falls apart and it's like stops almost. So right. I think Is that at the gong? It's like yeah. there's like a, a gong or a cymbal at yep. that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So right mm-hmm. there, that piece was all one thing and that would have been the core, that rhythm. And then it was going back through it, um, you know, and, and kind of just improvising to that rhythm. So one thing I did on this one was at first, you know, I, I was improvising to that rhythm and getting some things I liked. And then at a certain point, I just, it was that thing. I'm like, no, this is redundant. Now I'm just doing these things that I might have been liking what I'm hearing. And so I was kind of like totally stumped. I'm like, I don't know where mm-hmm. I'm going to go. And so right. what I did on that one was I said, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to not listen to the rhythm section. I'm going to, with just like mute, palm mute, get the rhythm on my acoustic of what that rhythm is, because I know it well enough, I know exactly what it is. And then I'm going to start recording that, not listening to anything else, just recording that, recording that, and just then in the middle of it, start soloing on the acoustic, but without hearing anything. And so I did that, and then I did the thing when I then, okay, rewind it, turn them back up together, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's way better. And I'm, I'm sure it isn't exactly on time as you know, as well as it was, sure. but to me, it was like, so that was my first experience. I think being like, Oh, it like, I knew it, but I'm like, it can really work as a technique to purposefully 
take these, you know, purposely take things that, that you didn't create exactly together and, and like mash them. And then after that, where it kind of that part ended, this one really had something for me, which I think you'll be able to relate to, of wanting to let it completely fall apart into chaos. Like I wanted to just yeah. let it, because the beginning was kind of so straightforward, like almost like flamenco-y, yeah. just like guitar. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to let this completely fall apart 100% till there's nothing left in it. And then I'm going to see how I can like get out of it type of thing. Um which I do that a lot because I, when I do live stuff, it's a lot, it's usually alone. So I'm always doing looper, like multiple looper stuff. And so, you know, when you do that, it just, you run into chaos, whether you want to or not. Unless you have like a click track yep. and it's just exactly. like perfect. And it's an in-ear monitor type situation. Exactly. You're, there's there's going to be, or you have to build into the song points where you can stop yep. and start over yep. again. Turn those and, ones down a little bit. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's just like you come to a dead stop or yep. like you said, like you just embrace the falling apart and you make that to. part of, the, it has part to of be. the song. Yeah, so with that one. And so because I do that a lot with the loop pedals, I got a necessity like so many times that you think you have this idea on a loop pedal, what's happening? And then it, something happens and you miss it by a little bit and it's just over. So because of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to, try that same technique like with recording that was probably yeah. the first time i really like i think purposely was like i'm gonna take this thing that's sounding pretty good the way it is and could maybe just be this and i'm gonna purposely just like destroy it kind of and then see what happens which i was loved because then so what i ended up doing next on this one you can once that gong happens which was actually a singing bowl um yep. once that singing bowl happens and it kind of falls apart um i then took uh, the mallets um, what were these mallets for? I think they were gong mallets. And I put the, laid the acoustic guitar and I just started, um, I think I had one, I was holding the chords with one hand and I was just malleting the strings. Yeah. So when yeah. it comes back out of that gong, so it falls apart. And when it comes back into like the, kind of the dun dun dun, like dr the, the chord rhythm again, it's actually just the mallet hitting that acoustic, hitting the acoustic strings. So sometimes I, I just want to create some, play music, not to create something, just not going to record it, not going to try to develop it into anything. I just feel like I need to play music. Yeah. And if I'm away from an instrument for very long, like if I go somewhere, 
that's when I really noticed that, like, you start to feel this weird thing and like, oh, there's a piano over there. Like, can I mess with that piano or can I do? So there's that one. And if it's that, then there's the outcome, I guess, would be the experience. Like then it's some type of emotional experience or just, I don't know exactly what that is, but that's a different type of thing. And I think that if like I was playing with, you know, I live way out kind of in the country. I don't have anybody around who I can play music with or anything. So I think if I was playing with other people that that would fit into that too, where sometimes you're just going to play with people for the experience of having fun playing with people. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's it no be cover songs. It could yeah. be like horrible eighties hair exactly. metal, but you're like, just, just like, it, let's you're like, have fun. And like, yeah. 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 So there's that side of it. So I'd say the outcome in that is different. It's like this lived experience outcome or whatever. But then the other side, a lot of times if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to record, I'm doing it to record it or I'm doing it specifically because I have a show coming up and I want to have some idea how I'm going to fill this like 45 minutes, right, right, you know? Right, and so yeah, then it's a like, deadline. yeah, there's so I'm like, deadline. pull everything yeah. out, set everything up. I got to, I got to mock this out a little bit just so, you know, I'm not completely, cause then I have like some, get some like social anxiety and stuff. And so I tend Absolutely. to, if it's going to be live, I'm not just going to, as much as like improv, I'm not just going to go in there and just be like, let's see, you know, there's going to be a lot of wide open, let's see, but I'm not going to fully like, Let's see. Yeah. You know, I, I even have it lately now so that it looks improvisatory on the stage, but it's like, yeah. you know, I've been practicing it for weeks. Yeah. You're practicing the, the, the form of like within the form yeah, of it. Yeah. Within that form. So yeah. Did I play the exact note for note? Yeah. No, but it's fixed. It's I practiced it. So then it looks, yeah. And it looks, yeah. And you're giving yeah. them that you're giving that same energy. Cause it is like, you're saying it's not exact. And then they still get to see it being born. Yeah. Right. So because of that, I'd say in those situations, if I'm recording it or if I'm doing it intentionally, then there's definitely an outcome like in mind, but it isn't like this outcome of it's going to be this type of song or it's going to be this key. And it's not that it's more of that. I just like to be surprised and I like to take that journey. And like you were saying, I like to see what is going to happen and what I can make out of the mess that eventually will happen. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I go back to, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the recording process of capturing that take that is the one or has that Quinta Astina or has that fifth element. um, And capturing that uh, because maybe that's honest. Maybe that's, that's like an honest thing. And I think I'd like to think the common denominator be, behind things that are popular is that on some level, somebody in the production at some point was just, we captured a bit of honesty. Something, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, or I don't know, maybe it just, I had a great beat or they marketed the hell out of it on Instagram. I don't know. That's that's the hard part to know. It's that difference between, is it, yeah, exactly. It's like, you want it to be that one. And then you're like, but is it this other thing also? But I think that's a really good point too about like that. Because I've often, when people try to ask me like, well, about process, I'm always like, it's that thing you can't say. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm, I'm waiting for like, well, how do you know when something's like the right take? And it's like, it's what you just said. It's like, I don't know. And I would always go to like these, I don't know. It's like some type of like energy stuff. And it always comes out sounding like foofy and kind of weird and hippie. They're like, oh, okay. But you're like, no, right. seriously, it's like some type yeah. of, you know, it, it is some type of thing that you can't quite, you know, put into words. And you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Like you were saying, we were talking about with the groove, like yep. feeling the groove. Like I feel like it's a mental thing, but it's a physical thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's, there's got, I mean, there's so much more to be known in terms of like, yeah, what is that? Like, what is it that sound waves can come out, you vibrate and they can hit your eardrums. And sometimes it gives you the chills and it makes you so inspired. It makes you want to dedicate your life to that instrument or something. And other times it's like, 
nothing. Turn it down. Absolutely. <laughs> Other times yeah. it's like, turn it down. Yeah, or what just, is or like, that? Or worse, <laughs> like you said, absolutely nothing. It's just like, or I absolutely could take nothing. this or leave this. This yes. is like, why did someone take the time to make this? Like, what's, what was the point of this? This is so boring. Yeah, nothing's worse if you say something. This happens all the all the time in teaching, by the way. But nothing is worse than when you say something that is like you're like this is the profound thing, yeah. the nugget of information that I want to provide to you. Uh-huh. If if I was hit by a bus after this <laughs> class, please remember this and just zombie. And you know, like, just nothing. Like, you're thinking someone's just going to be like, whoa, 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 that like that, yeah, like that's right. yeah. <laughs> even if they disagree, if they're like, that's absolutely wrong. You want to engage? You're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. great. At least you heard me. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's kind of like, cause you know, I work in the world of psychotherapy and it seems sure. to me a lot like a bid for like, you know, affection or a bid for attention. It's a bid Absolutely. for engagement. So if you're Absolutely. bidding, so I think a lot of musicians, you know, get so depressed at, you know, on the underground kind of level because they want to make a connection. They just want that, like you said, that one person to go, Hey, like I see what you see. Like, cause you wouldn't be continuing to do this your whole life if you didn't see something special with what you were doing. So they want someone to say, and so if no one's saying that to you, you almost, it's like a person walking down the street, you know, alone, just looking for someone to talk to, just looking for a friend. And right. everyone they talk to is just like, oh. that's what it feels like. I mean, it's or on their like, phone or yeah. on their phone. <laughs> and like when you're sending out your stuff, you know, emailing your stuff around and like, you just get nothing back. And like when I've talked to friends who are like wanting to get like a, their record out and I'll be like, okay, well, like how many places did you like reach out to? They're like, well, none yet. I'm like, no, no, you have to reach out to like. A hundred to get one person to give a, even respond to you. And just be like, this is, and it might be even just like, uh, it might be automated. Uh-huh. Like sometimes yeah, you're getting a that, robot. Like, you you're just getting a robot. robot. We're not accepting anything uh-huh. in the funk blues genre exactly. uh, in the fiscal year. Yeah. And like, but getting know, like, nothing yeah. is just so, it's just like, does that mean they didn't hear it? Did that mean they ignored it? Did that mean they heard it and they hated it? It's like, yeah. whatever it means, you is did not Is my email connect. broken? Is my email broken? <laughs> you can yeah. always follow yeah. up. Is your email broken? I've okay. noticed you did not respond to my, <laughs> my Then they'll send you, then the, the legal HR department will send you. An email exactly yeah. cease and desist, <laughs> cease and desist. Yeah. you're like well i made a connection exactly I made a connection, a connection with, with, uh, like, with... Well, will you listen to it? <laughs> exactly yeah so i think it is there's something very lonely if you can't make that connection you know with with anybody yeah. that you're playing music to well uh it's been fantastic yeah, it's been uh, we're about out of time here um thanks so much for sharing your opinions and your ideas totally. uh with us here um or with me before I let you go, where can we go to find out more about you and your music? Um, probably like, I mean, I have like social media, like uh, Instagram and Twitter and whatever. Um, those places, just my you know, Pranacrafter at those places, or just maybe my Discogs, like just search Pranacrafter Discogs, it'll have anything on there. Thanks to Will for sharing his time and music with us. As always, if you like this episode, please check out other episodes in the series and like, subscribe, or leave a comment on your preferred podcasting app. I'm Dr. Doug Bielmeyer, and this has been The Process. <laughs>